Hey, it's Steve, the Mortgage Warrior at themortgagewarrior.com. You're listening to the Real Estate Podcast Show.com. Screen up. Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Paul Andrigo here, Real Estate Podcast Show. Uh, I am delighted tonight because not only do I have uh, someone that I'm in the same sort of field with in terms of business, we're on the same field playing on a field uh, with Steve being a mortgage um, uh, mortgage broker. Yes, well, I'm a mortgage agent, actually. Mortgage agent, yeah, that's, I, I was going to say that first, but again, I 50-50 chance. Uh, same thing goes with me. So uh, Steve uh, is joining me here, but we're going to be talking about, and the reason why I've got Steve here uh, is I want you guys to be introduced to, oh, there's uh, there's the other guy on the on the podcast. Yeah, it's my um, dog. That's my, it's my dog, Bosco. Wonderful. Oh. Awesome. Bosco and Steve, this is going to be great. Um, I wanted to have Steve on because A, I've never had a fellow, uh, and we've never played rugby together, but he's played rugby and, and maybe you still do. No, I retired at 40. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. My, the knees, the knees just couldn't oh. handle the, uh, the pounding anymore. I mean, the shoulders are still a little tender, but, I, um, uh, but, but you know, the knees when you're six, five and you're like 300 pounds, it's, it takes, it takes its time on you. Right. I, so I, I hear you. So yeah, I, 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 I had to stop, uh, probably, I guess when I started working seriously, like a serious job, uh, late twenties, when I got into real estate and I was showing up on Monday morning, looking like I'd been in a bar fight, uh, you know, <laughs> ears, ears all swollen, you know, yep. black eyes, all the stuff you get from a, a normal, you know, it's a normal Monday. Um, uh, but when yep. you show up to people's house, it kind of looks a little intimidating. So I, I kind of yep. backed up yep. a little bit and I just kept doing other things. But anyways, I want to welcome you, Steve, to the podcast. And I want you just to do a quick little intro of who you are, uh, what areas, uh, you're, you're, you're in and working, uh, and then we're jumping right into the good stuff. Okay. Well, uh, my name's Steve Dostal. I'm known as the mortgage warrior. And uh, themortgagewarrior.com, I guess, is you know where you can find all anything about me. Um, I've been doing mortgages now as a mortgage agent for probably almost 17 years now. Um, nice. You know, predominantly in Brantford, Brant County, Norfolk County, a um, little bit of Hamilton. Uh, born and raised in Brantford, but I live in Burlington. Um, you know, breaking into these other markets that you know you're not really familiar with is is, is quite tough, to be honest with you. I mean, it was yeah. tough when when I first started uh, back in the early 2000s, when, you know, it was, you could do 95% refis with CMHC, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, would have been a gravy train right now if, um, you know, we were allowed to do that again, right? But obviously real estate has gotten, uh, you know, so big that everybody and their uncle uh, thinks that they could flip homes and have rentals and, you know, do the BRRRR and repeat crap, oh, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so for me, when I, when I started, I, I was working with kids with acquired brain injuries and um, uh, my daughter, Ryan, was born in 2003 so um you know my ex took care of her the first year yep. and then because she works for indian and northern affairs canada she got the federal top up from you know uh, ei instead of her being on ei so then you know the next year i got to go on um, maternity leave myself and mm -hmm. then from there i was playing hockey on wednesdays and uh, a guy in town uh, dan brown who's been in the business longer than me yep. said if you can read this book and you know pass the test afterwards i will hire you instantly because you know so many people with all my background in hockey rugby oh, yeah. ball hockey slow pitch aussie rules football i mean i played a lot of sports so for me um you know getting into this kind of uh, a business was 
it was all foreign to me. I mean, you know, I was, you know, taking kids out and, you know, doing, uh, active, you know, daily activities of, of daily living. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden now I'm going in and, and you're making, you know, money that you would make in a month and you could make it in, in, in one deal potentially. Right. So, I mean, it was an eye opening. Um, everybody, you know, when they first started, think it's easy, but you know, this, this mortgage business is, it's very hard to get into. I mean, you know, once you're in, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see how hard it is to actually find a deal to get that one deal going and, and not just multiple deals, but just finding that first deal. I mean, I didn't get a deal for my first three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I was still playing lots of rugby, Tuesday, Thursday practice, playing on Saturdays, ball hockey on Sundays, Tuesday, you know, Monday, Wednesdays, a slow pitch league. And, you know, I had to shut down a lot of my sports because I had to go network until I realized, my God, I can network at my sports. Well, there you go. So obviously with you having the background that you've got with different sports, uh, and that's where I want to start our discussion with is uh, when did you start playing rugby? How old were you? I was 13 years old. I was uh, six foot one, I think, at 13, six yeah. two. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was, you know, we played midget, you know, back in high school. In those days, you had midget, junior, and senior. Yeah. Now yeah. it's only Remember junior, senior. Yeah. Bantam. Um, we had bantam. We had junior, and we had senior. Yeah. So everybody had their different versions of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I started at 13, and that year we won the Barbarian Cup um, for Brantford Collegiate Institute. Like we're. Uh, my high school was a staple and an institution of really good rugby players. Um, you know, I won, we won uh, Kawasa every year. We, we won Offsa two years when I played, um, which is the highest you can get in Ontario. You know, yeah, we yeah. would play these private schools that had, you know, some really good athletes, but we were just, our junior team was bigger than most senior teams. Like we had just this big rambling pack that would take the ball and ramble down and, you know, they give it out to the flamboyant, uh, you know, backs that are out there doing their hair and making sure they're looking pretty for the camera, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. we're all muddy and bloody and, and they're taking all the credit for, you know, all our hard work. But um, I was playing against adults, like men, real grizzled old veteran men at 13 years old. And, yeah. um, you know, and and it was a lot of fun because my, my father, who I look identical to, except I'm about half a foot taller than him, was a big grizzly looking bear guy. Like I'm, I'm his doppelganger. And yeah. um you know, when you, when you, if you go on my Instagram, you scroll down a bit, you can see pictures of my dad and I, and my dad passed in 2014, but my dad was a pretty darn good athlete mm-hmm. in his own right. So, you know, my brother's a good athlete. All my uncles were good athletes. Um, you know, but rugby for me was more, I still play hockey. I played hockey up to the the two days prior to me getting my full knee replacement on my mm-hmm. right knee four weeks ago. Um, but, you know, being very lucky uh, to have the support system in my family, uh, the wife, my wife, my children, have all chipped in and really helped out. Um, but I'm back walking. I, I can ride a bike now. I finally went around the knee, which is amazing. Um, but again, getting back to the rugby story, I mean, it, it's it's really you get really beat up playing rugby, and then when you played at that such a young age, um, you're playing against grizzled men. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it is true out there. There's man strength and then there's, there's, you know, just regular strength. And when you're playing against old grizzled veterans that are like my age now, 48 and, and younger and, you know, the thirties and stuff, when you're playing against some of those guys and when you're in your twenties and even your teens, like when they grab you, like they grab you. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, no. And, and that's, know, that's I, actually the best part. And, and we're literally, we're the same age. Uh, literally yep. started playing at the same age. I, I like was grade nine and it was, um, me just literally asking, uh, you know, what, what sport is rougher than football? 
And I, I asked the gym coach, cause I had no idea. I came from, you know, my parents put me in soccer and baseball, all that fluffy stuff. Um, so I said, what sports tougher than football? And the rugby coach answered and said, rugby's tougher. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm signing up for the team. And I knew I was going to be not just, I mean, I was going to try to be good at it, but I knew I was meant to do it when, uh, in the first scrum that we had, um, for some reason, I already sort of knew the, 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 the putting my thumb in and grabbing the shirt rule, um, routine. I don't know where I learned it, but I, I did that. And you were uh, learning it from a grizzled vet. I, I probably learned it somewhere, but it just sort of came to me. I did this like the first couple of days in practice and the, and the coach came back to me three days later. He, he pulled up his shirt. He goes, look what you did to my ribs. I, I had bruised the, the, the entire side of his ribs. So he's like, you know what? You're definitely doing this job. It was like literally my uh, my moment of, of of glory in the beginning, and then of course um, I I'm going from there. But I don't want to get into too much of that. I want to make sure we talk about you know everything to do with uh, rugby, and of course, I think the main thing you brought up in the beginning, which is really important, is I think sp- uh, sports like rugby, especially because it's such. Again, you're you're at war on the field. Again, if we if we were playing against each other, we'd be literally for that 60 minutes, we'd be again, you know, at each other's heads and doing everything we had to do. But the minute that whistle blows at the end and you're, you yep. know what I'm going to say here, the minute that whistle blows me and you are at the bar. Not even, you know, sometimes if they're if the if the tables uh, Fletcher's fields, uh, if the tables are right off the field you're literally yep. at the, at the tables, like five minutes later with a pitcher there and, and you're drinking and we're talking, we're having a great time. We're both still bleeding and, 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 you know, yep. a little bit bruised, but you go right into that again, heavy competitive nature. And then you're shaking hands and you're high-fiving, you're trading shirts, which is again, a oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about here. So oh, this is well, why you, I was you, excited you, to talk with you. Yeah. yeah you, you know, you, you go on the field, you're beating the crap out of each other. You're getting all that frustration out from the week of, you know, work or relationship issues or kid issues or whatever, whatever is grinding your gears, you can go on that rugby field and then you can, you can play, you know, uh, a sport that's for hoodlums, but played by gentlemen. That's you know right. what I mean? Like yeah, that old yeah. saying, that old saying is that soccer is, is, is a bunch of hoodlums playing a sport and yeah. rugby is a bunch of gentlemen playing a hood. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I messed it up there, but it, it's basically what it's saying is I that know when exactly you, what you know, you're trying to say all the soccer guys are falling over. Like they got shot from the grassy knoll and, and guys are playing with, you know, gashes and cuts and broken fingers and whatever else. Right. So, um, you know, I, I've always looked at rugby as, you know, a a gateway to meeting a lot of different people, right? Like when you played in the premiership in Ontario for Brantford Harlequins, right. You're going to Ottawa, you're going to, you know, a bunch of places, you know, all over Toronto, Bombay beach, which we have a lot of, you know, rivals with, you know, Oakville Crusaders, Burlington Centaurs, you know, like, like Barry used to have a team. Ajax had a team all in those days. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, a couple of teams, you know, didn't, weren't able to keep a lot of the teams in there, but I mean, what they tried to do to us back in the day, because Brantford's such a small community, they made sure that we had to have, um, you know, 
what you call it, uh, three teams. So they mm-hmm. put this little new rule in that we had to have a first, second, and a third team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I remember that with know, the clubs. How, yeah. how the heck were we able to do that? Well, we had to basically have a lot of our first play thirds, yeah, and our lot of in our second set, and then our third game would be our warm up game, kinda. Yeah, and then we go and oh, play yeah. their top team, right? Like those are the, just the way that we had to do it in the nineties. I'm 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 on the same page with you, and I remember when when I did play with Saracens, which is what which which was the club team for us because the coach was one of them uh yep. and i went on there and it was uh yeah you're starting at the c's and you're working your way up and eventually again you get that you, you get that promotion to the front uh yep. and the years that i played i actually got to play with i'm not sure if you uh again we're the same age so you might have even played if you played the saracens in the 90s at all uh yep. you, you may have played against i don't know if you uh, remember the name david miller the former mayor yes. yep yep yeah. he, i remember playing against him yep yeah, yeah, he um, was on. Uh, he was one of the Saracens. He was on on on, on the squad that I was on. It was uh, again. He wasn't. He was a lawyer. He was a lawyer at the time. But uh, yeah. obviously, brings me into the connection. Brings me into discussion of the connections because this is an important thing, and you brought it up already. And I love that we're sort of jumping in from one thing to the other. So from the from the background of of rugby, you obviously got into was 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 the uh, was the mortgage world. Uh, what you got into, um, mm-hmm. you said 17 years ago. So I'm doing the math yep. here. You were in your early thirties. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So for me, late twenties, early thirties was sort of the starting years too. Um, so basically you went into that and you realized like I did, cause for me, I came from working in the fitness world. Uh, I walked away from the fitness business after 10 years, but what I brought with me was 3000 names an email, not emails, then uh, names and phone numbers. Um, and they all knew who I was, they knew where I worked. And yep. I basically was on the phone for the first three weeks of my starting, calling all these people saying, Hey, this is what I do now. So tell me a little bit about you for your transition uh, into the mortgage world. And what, what were you doing before? I worked with kids with acquired brain injuries. So if okay, they, yeah, you were saying if, that okay, you know, yeah. I mean, accidents or born, you know, premature, uh, you know, birth, um, drug use, right? Like they, it, it was, it was, you know, a pretty challenging, but rewarding job, except yeah. it, it, you know, very few, uh, males in that field. So yeah. I got, you know, I was working a lot of crazy hours where I would stay there Monday to Thursday, and then I would get, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And then I would get called in on weekends. It was just, it got to a point where, you know, I might as well have just moved in. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, the group home that they, they were in, they were just, they were having a hard time controlling him. Yeah. And then obviously with my rugby and wrestling and boxing and all that, all my background that I had, I mean, I was a perfect fit to, to come in and, and handle these kids that got out of hand, but you know, nothing worse than having, you know, 16 year old, the, the cognitive ability of like a five-year-old just punch you square right in the mush. And, <laughs> and you're just like, what the, like, what am I getting myself into? Here? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not like you could, you know, hit these, these kids back. They don't know better. No, they're, no, they're just, no. You, you know, you, you've got so. to be good at absorbing it, which uh, again, as, as a rugby player with no equipment on uh, yeah, no. you, you get good at uh, falling into the hit versus uh, resisting too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when I got into this business, um, you know, there wasn't very many mortgage brokers at all. I mean, Brantford had maybe two, um, you know, like London had, a, you know, had a bunch. Uh, obviously, Toronto had way more. Um, but, you know, I was one of the first uh, mortgage agents to have his own website with his own uh, online application that people could fill out and print it off PDF and then uh, fax it to me, believe it or not. I mean, brilliant, brilliant. Um, you know, so 
Hey, you, you know, know what? I, I even say now, I mean, you, you can joke around about faxing all you want, but you when you work with dentists, guess what? They'll say, I'll fax you that paperwork and I'll say, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't say no to any of that. So you you obviously came up in those good and good for you for, uh, again, being an innovator on that. And I think that's why we're talking now, because of the way you yeah. handle yourself on social media, which, again, I hope uh, I always sort of hope crossing my fingers that the person I'm talking to uh, is that person. And sure. because yep. you were a rugby guy, I kind of just said, this guy's this guy's for real. I just, I could yeah. just tell. Yeah. And I said, we're just going to go ahead and uh, hopefully sit down like this and eventually in real life and celebrate a deal or two eventually and uh, sure. uh, crack some, uh, crack some cold ones. But um, yeah, definitely. I, I can tell that where you come from, obviously you've got uh, your, your, your humble beginnings from where you were. Uh, and of course you've been doing this long enough. And, and like you said, as you started off, um, this is not, uh, what you do and what I do. This is not one of those things where, again, starting off is 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 definitely the struggle. So you were saying that your first three months it was a a pretty a pretty big learning curve, right? Yeah, I mean, and and you know, to be honest with you, I was I, I delivered pizzas at Domino's uh, in the evening because when you all of a sudden transition from a job that you know you're getting paid every week mm-hmm. for the hours that you work or the salary that they gave me eventually. Right. You knew every week that that money was being put in on Thursday night at midnight yeah, yeah. and you knew you got to pay stuff. Uh, you know, you got a paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Biggest difference that, that a lot of people in this industry, um, you know, don't realize is that, you know, it, it's such a, a competitive um, knowledge based industry that if you don't have the knowledge and, and the wherewithal of where to place certain clients with their mortgages, because it's not necessarily it's not necessarily all about rates. It's all about your situation. So I, I became a solution based mortgage agent that said to myself, you know what, I had to find a niche out there. I had to find something that I, that I st- stood out differently from the pack and yeah. one day a friend of mine trevor sharuka and i um you know own smashing pixels here in branford you know a decade ago we're sitting down having a pint going over some of our social media uh, strategies because that's what he does and one day we just sat there and you're like you know we got to think of something that makes me stand out from from everybody mm-hmm. and we just sat there like and he looked at me i had a beard at the time again and he says you, you know you look like a warrior and and I go, bam, mortgage, yeah. the mortgage warrior. So right there, then I went to GoDaddy. I got the, 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 the mortgage warrior.com right away. Yeah. And from there, that's where that kind of exploded. Um, isn't it, isn't it know. kind of funny, Steve? And, and this, again, we're going to do this because this is how, for me, this is how real conversations happen. Isn't sure. it, isn't it kind of fun when you you're sitting there and you're thinking of a, of a domain name? Cause I've over the years, I've probably bought a dozen or two of them. But once in a while, you come up with one and you're like, I better get to the computer and get that one because someone else is, is going to if, if I don't get there in five minutes and and, and snap it up. Was it like yeah. that? Did you have sort of that sort of moment of? Yeah, yeah. I better go before, get this. Yeah. Yeah, I did right away. And I, I probably I have, mean, about yeah. 12, I have about 12 or 13 domains because yeah, yeah, we all I, I had more. I had mortgages in Brantford.com, mortgages in Hamilton, mortgages in Simcoe, mortgages sure, yeah, in search, good popular search terms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you know, all that stuff that went in there and, and they just get rerouted to the mortgage warrior. And, yep. um, you know, the, the best part about, you know, um, when you're learning this is while you're learning, you're, you're, you're kind of feeling out what your niche is. Right. So yeah. my niche now for the past decade, since it became the mortgage warrior, is I focus a lot on subprime, private people that are in tough situations, 
um, mortgage solutions for all credit types was another slogan of mine that I came up with a long time ago because, you know, anybody and anybody can do the cookie cutter, you know, 800 beacon score, mm-hmm. 20% down, $200,000 income, right? No, yeah. you know, no major debts and, and wham, bam, thank you. Right. Like those, mm-hmm. those deals are, you know, dream deals that everybody wants to do, but every deal is unique. Not every deal is like that. And yeah. I found out, you know, that, there's a lot of other bankers in town that, you know, all they could do was the A business. Uh, these other mortgage brokers in town, they couldn't figure out how to do B business. So mm-hmm. all I did was just started reading up on the home trust, the effort trust, the equitable uh, EQ bank, um, you know, EQ trust or whatever they were called before. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of these older, you know, I was even with Maple Trust at the time that did a little bit of subprime, you know, on their A side, as long as they weren't below 600 beacon scores. Right. So, yeah. yeah what I did is I just turned something into, you know, the mortgage warrior and then the mortgage warrior.com. And then that just became a staple when I was on TSN 1050, the radio, I was on boom FM. I was on 102.1, the edge. It was so easy just to say, go to the mortgage warrior.com and let's get started. Yeah. That, that was my ending on all my radio bits. I think I've heard those radio bits now that you've mentioned it. Um, I think I must've heard that and and it's stuck in my head, but I probably didn't either have the podcast when were you doing those or are you doing those uh it was on the radio so every day um in the morning and then like the morning show the afternoon show what years um, they would uh you know 2008 7 8 9 10 11 okay so it would have been before right. i could even well, do actually, no, about no. it, it would have been it wouldn't have been then it would have been 2012 13 14 15 16 17 Okay. Would have been in between those years there. I mean, okay. I have them all on my website. Like if you go on my website, you'll see the, when I was on overdrive, TSN overdrive, when I was on with uh, Hayes noodles and the O-Dog um, really nice guys, uh, you know, so the three radio stations I was on, and this is another little thing that people can realize when they're out there advertising is that make sure you, 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 you have the money to do it because when I first went on in the edge, I was paying $2,500 a month and I was on every single day. Mm. And then they threw me on in the evening time overnight, like free ones here and there. Yeah. But I got my four guaranteed during the day, two in the morning, two in the afternoon. Okay. And then they just, and they just plugged me in all left, right and center. So for two years, yeah. I was doing really well in that, on that show, you know, Fred and Mel. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Mel left and then, uh, Adam came in and whatever, you know, it was still really rocking and rolling for me. And then all of yeah. a sudden one day I get a, I get a phone call saying, you know, come on down for a meeting and do a couple new, um, bits, yeah. like radio bits. Like, and so I get down there and the first thing they, you know, they say to me is that, um, your competition, somebody that's in your industry wants to take over your spots because mm-hmm. you're up for renewal. You know, we're going to give you the first Multiple right of offers. Multiple, Multiple offers, offers on, on, on taking my thing. <laughs> so radios. guess who? So it's honestly, it was honestly very frustrating and, and very, I, it, it really upset me because being an independent guy, right? Like yeah. I have myself and my assistant, Victoria, that's who's been with me for six, seven years now. Yeah. She's there full time. Her job is to collect documents, liaison with clients, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But what ended up happening is, you know, we were doing, getting a lot of traction on the edge, 102.1 the edge. Boom FM was getting traction. So I was doing about, six grand seven grand a month in radio spots but then all of my things came up for renewal within a month of each other Mm. 
and Alpine credits with their unlimited, you know, funds and their commercial, like yeah. their, their cartoon crap that they do and approved <laughs> and whatever crap, like, like get lost. Right. So what they did is that they ended up telling the edge that when he's up for renewal, we'll double it. Oh, okay. We'll just double it. So, so, hmm. and they went to TSN and they went to boom FM and asked all three. So I had to make a decision, right? Like yeah. where was I getting most of my business from at the time and whatever. So yeah. the most of my business at the time was coming from TSN. Yeah. It was coming from there. I was get I, I, I was still getting decent amounts of, of traction out of, out of uh 102.1. I got nothing off of boom FM, which I thought was odd, but mm-hmm. um, you know, radio does work if, if you're short and sweet and to the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as you're not giving any, uh, any bullshit, uh, you know, like soft yeses, right? Like one thing I can't stand in this industry is somebody saying, you know what, let me look at it. And then never could, they never call you back or they'll never respond to you. They, they just ghost you. Oh, God. Right. And I yeah. find a lot of mortgage agents, especially new ones, when they're dealing with people, they do that a lot. Yeah. So what, so what that does is just creates, um, obviously more business for me when the people aren't returning calls, then they find out who I am and blah, blah, blah. And then, and so on. Right. Well, and that's, I guess that's the good thing about us uh, old grizzle veterans. If you want to call us that now, cause uh, we're those old guys. Now um, we return mm-hmm. calls. Um, I take every lead. If, if I, you know, tomorrow morning I'm helping in the morning, I'm helping a, uh, a girl who's in a really bad position in a, in a rental situation. And we're looking at, you know, $1,500 a month rentals, which if you know, real estate, there's, it's not, it's not a lot of money there. You get half a month of that. Uh, and you know, yeah, maybe you pay a couple of groceries and back when the kids were little, it was uh, diaper money. I called it, Yeah, but, but I'll never say no to it. And in the afternoon, uh, I'm with these amazing clients I've been with for 10 years and we're showing $3 million homes. And I'm just as grateful for both of those opportunities, I'll return both those calls is what I'm saying. And I think yeah. uh, the reason I wanted to have you here, I wanted to, you know, people to hear your voice and, and hear that again, you were that kind of person too. Again, just my gut telling me if I was wrong, uh, you know, fine, I'll eat it. If, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm allowed to be, it's uh, I'm, I'm old yeah. enough where I'm, uh, I, I don't even, I don't, my, my, my face color doesn't change when I'm embarrassed. It's, it's, it's a joke. I laugh it off. Um, but Steve, I really wanted to say thank you so much for, again, spending a little bit of time. I don't want to take up sure your man. whole evening, uh, but I definitely was, uh, again, really looking forward to having you. Uh, and I think uh, your story is a, is a great one. And I want people to always think of a podcast like this as the beginning, because of course, you know, you don't get to as the third, as not the third person, but as a person listening to it on the other end, uh, you don't get to sort of jump in and, and talk about it. But I kind of want it to be where uh, people feel comfortable reaching out to you uh, and asking you questions, because that's really the end result for me doing this is uh, having sure. a uh, having a continuation and hopefully having you back uh, and maybe doing like a, you know, maybe even doing like a, you know, like a Brantford, uh, you know, mortgage uh, update or whatever it is that you might want to do. So uh, if you wouldn't mind repeating, what is the best way for people to reach you? And uh, we'll uh, call it a night. Well, the best way to reach me is themortgagewarrior.com. Just type in the mortgage warrior and you know, boom, you'll see boom. my luscious red beard. And uh, that's right. At the end of the day, it's a pretty easy thing. The, the Let's get started. All right. Well, thanks so much, Steve. I really appreciate you joining me for the podcast. All right, Paul. Thanks, buddy. And Take hold care of on. And, and don't leave just yet. I'm just going to shut the recording, but don't leave just yet. Re- resume. <laughs>